0: Well, hello everybody. Here we are. Um, I'm with here with Coach El Nino. Um, We're gonna be talking about the Wayner Group. So, we'll start off with Salt Lake City. They brought in the 48-74 class, replacing the 31-44 class. But you know they're losing their two seniors, senior guards, in Wayner and Ritzel. So that's a big loss. They did bring in um, a decent class. They need guards. They brought in three guards. Uh, None of them look incredible, but none of them look Horrible either. You know, all of them playing the small forward or power forward position in high school. There'll be a little adjustment, but they're all efficient shooters 58.9, 56.8 for Green, 54.1 for Ray. Uh, Ray, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, they, and you know, when you bring back guys like Jonathan Crowley, Jada Mills, and David Morgan, uh, that really helps. it. And it's not like they had nothing. Carl Renz was doing pretty good for them last year too as an oversized shooting guard last year for them. They could move Crowley down. They got a few options. Um, what do you think of, uh, yeah, what do you think of this team? We feel like they're still the favorite?
1: Yeah, I really like the squad. I mean, you're bringing back a guy in Crowley that was, you know, all league caliber scoring mm-hmm. essentially 30 points a game, and then to, to back that up with a, an anchored center, at David Morgan, you know, giving you 11 boards, four blocks. All the returners essentially seem like they can play um, team ball as well. So while they are losing a good volume of assists from these these graduated senior guards, you know, I think the returners are able to set the pace. And then I think it really – affords you a lot of flexibility in what to do with these incoming freshmen, knowing that, as you mentioned, you got Carl Rentz as well, who was a productive player. So yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of experimentation early on just to figure out what the best fit is. Um, but I think all these all these freshmen are going to have a role to play in this team. And, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a really good squad. Yeah, I'd have to think that the favorite is
0: Leith Ray um, with that 5.3 – Mm -hmm. assist to 1.7 turnover. Also a pretty good defender, but I don't know his ratings or even his projective ratings, but they were, so... um, Yeah. uh, It it seems like if he wants to put someone in the mold of uh, Wainer, uh, he'd probably be the best fit for that.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, Next up, we got Virginia Beach, the Vipers, coached by Mills, 6'4", 8'8". he brought in. He lost the thirty nine sixty four class with two senior guards as well, and Nathaniel Harold and Keegan Schindler replacing them with the thirty nine seventy two class. So that's not bad. Um, a bunch of guards here too. None of them look like they're huge game scores, but I have to think the ratings like them if they're um rank that high they can all pass a little bit they can all defend quite a bit. Um so I like this team. What do you what do you think?
1: Yeah interesting another team graduating both both guard positions. You know, you love to see a point guard with eight 6, eight point seven assists. Um, mm-hmm. and so you would think that would be the biggest loss and maybe it, it is but I think what what might go more unnoticed but be more detrimental to them. It's just the scoring they're losing from Schindler. Obviously, they have two great scoring threats returning in Abels and Pritchett. But having that third scoring option, it doesn't seem like they're returning anyone else that's going to be able to provide that. So it's going to be up to one of these freshmen coming in to at least try to be a reliable third scorer. And looking at the squad, I don't know who it's going to be, the only one who really scored any points. Uh, was sharp but he did it at a really un unefficient pace. So I think that's, that's what nice. I'm going to be looking early out of this team to see who can step up into that role.
0: Yeah, Joel Malone only scored 8.3 points, but it looks like he's on a really really solid team. He did sh- shoot 62.6% true shooting. So that's really helpful. Um if he can translate that into high volume, like that's that's really helpful. I could see a guy like Abels moving down, but this team doesn't have a lot of height and, uh, that might, I, I would guess that would hurt them a little bit come, uh, once they get into the teeth, of this, uh, tournament, but I do respect for joining this tournament. And like, I think he's got a really solid team. They wipe the floor with conference five most, most years, you know, and, um, being able to be in a conference, like, a, a region like this where they can play all these teams. Um, Next up, we got the Albuquerque Atomics, coached by Coach, Coach McMeyer, 31. They brought in the 140, 149 class, replacing the 30-40 class. Um, you lose a guy like Wyatt Shirley, who was one of the top leaders in points for your team last year, but bring back the bulk of your starting lineup here. Um, <laughs> lose some, uh, lose some um, production off the bench. Uh, they brought in uh, Jacob Cantor. He was a pretty big tie um, maybe a little underwhelming with, the recruiting ranking. I think he was higher. Muhammad Williams. He was one of Bobby's top players in his recruit system. He shot pretty efficiently shot a lot of threes, um, 46, 41, 86, 54.7% true shooting from the power forward position. He's a six, six guy. I could see him sliding into the, I could see both those guys sliding into the starting lineup. Um, but in order to do that, um, you might have to move someone to the bench. I think they could make some noise here. Yeah, what do you think about Albuquerque here?
1: Yeah, I mean, bringing in a guy like Mohamed Williams gives you a lot of flexibility. You know, obviously played as an undersized power forward, but, but proved that he is able to play with the big boy. So um, yeah. whether that gives you some flexibility at small forward and you want to slide Sullivan down – to play more of a defensive role in that, in that shooting guard position, you know, there, there's certainly an option there, but then also with the addition of Cantor, you know, the returning bigs of Samuel Stevenson and Austin Stanley, like they were productive last year, and really like the leaders of this team in terms of production. And so I think, um, Coach has already proved last year in how he used those two that he's willing to kind of shift the lineup around. And so having this third-headed monster in for that position, I think, is going to offer a lot of flexibility and kind of lessens the pressure that's on him cancer. He does not have to be kind of a stud producer immediately. Yeah. He is able to kind of ease into college ball and, and figure it out
0: kinda looking at his stats, I kinda of like Cantor at I, I could see him maybe be in a six nine small forward. Um, you know, don't take as many threes, uh, find your shots. He's a good assist the turnover, gets good steals, good bets. Um you could and then um Mohammed Williams, you know, he could he could play he could play any of the one through three position too. Um might be he doesn't get a ton of assists, so It looks like Austin Neal's probably locked in for that um, position. But you gotta love the 1.6 steals and two blocks for a 6'6 power forward there. Let's look at the last team in this group. We got the Hershey Colts. They brought in the 61 30 class, replacing the 213 206 class. So much needed talent. And you know, the last three classes, um, Coach Andrew Luck 12 has brought in some solid guys. He's got a good pedigree, um, good genes in his coaching tree. He's the dad of Coach Bill's fan, um, 187. So they start off the year with a big rivalry game um, tomorrow, Monday. But, you know, he brings back all five starters from a team that, you know, went to the PTT and then he brings in some really solid scores. Um, two guards, six one, six two, 6'2, both scoring 20 points a game, uh, both officially 59 and 57% true shooting. Michael Geller looks like, um, I mean, it looks like a stud. I don't know where they, what they do though, because Adrian Card's a stud. I could see him uh, potentially moving down to. Um, small forward. They kind of messed a little bit with the shooting guard going back and forth with a couple different guys uh, who who both shot efficiently. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Card moved down a little bit, and then uh, yeah. But it, I could see him going different ways. It's nice to get those that scoring though too. Um, I would guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe Green's the one that's carrying the. Uh, the class, or maybe it's Geller. Both are, one's more of a point guard that passes, doesn't defend as well. The other one's um, more of a combo guard that is a better defender and can score.
1: Yeah, there's there's a ton of options here. I mean, as we mentioned, you know, the level of talent that was on the roster last year compared to this year is pretty significantly different. And so we saw in how that played out last year with not really having, you know, someone proven at shooting guard, but rather kind of having that position operate as a committee Mm -hmm. Uh, where I think now, you know, with the infusion of Geller and green, I mean, I could potentially see cards sliding down all the way to that small forward position and adding in these two freshmen um, to anchor those positions. It'll, it'll be interesting to see um, if Geller can play the point guard position. Obviously that's going to be really important because, you know, if he's unable to given. Both him and Green are pretty short. I don't know that you could have both of them in the starting lineup not playing at point guard. So I think that's going to be really important to find a fit there. Um, but I, I really like this team. I really like the trajectory that they're in and, and being able to bring back their bigs as well and having some consistency there for their senior year. I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah.
0: So... I got Salt Lake City win this group uh, fairly easily. I mean, Jonathan Crowley is just a beast. I think Ellicurge will push him a little bit, but I'm not as worried about Virginia Beach and um, Hershey there, even though the Hershey-Salt Lake City game will be a rivalry game, so anything can happen in a game like that. But, um, yeah. Any thoughts on just group winner?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in this group it's really going to be the teams with with proven and productive bigs, I think are going to carry. I think there's a lot of good guards kind of mm-hmm. throughout. And so I think it's going to be, you know, Albuquerque and Salt Lake City have dominant bigs. Hershey, while having a lot of, you know, young talent, I think that's just where they're going to struggle on the court. And, and, and similarly with uh, Virginia Beach, I think, you know, they have, they have production from that power forward position, but I don't think it's in the traditional big mold that is going to help Uh, you know, competing in this group. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that wraps up for this. We'll be back with another group shortly.